Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening. Welcome to tonight's edition of the Vibrarian Show. I'm Joelle, and I am your host. I am on a mission to elevate, enlighten, and empower you with information that I trust you will find as engaging and as exciting as I do. I am here on Thursdays on the Vibrator Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. You can catch me by calling 646-787-8436. And if you have a question during the show, please just press pound one. That lets me know that you're going to want to come on the air. And also, I am out there on all the social networks. I would love for you to join the community that I like to call the Good Vibe Tribe. And my my handle on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is at The Vibrarian. That is T-H-E-V-I-B-E, as in energy, R-A-R-I-A-N. I'm out there trying to pass on the positivity. So if you see something that you think is high vibe and you think that message should be passed on, if it's going to put a smile on somebody's face, if it's going to give them knowledge that helps uplift them, please tag Good Vibe Tribe or Get Lifted, and that lets me know that you check it out, and I will do the best I can to spread that energy far and wide. Now, these shows that I have on the Vibrary Radio Network are all available for replay on the Vibrary YouTube channel. And as you can see, I am a librarian, and I've elevated to a higher frequency, so uh, everything kind of sounds like going to the library. So the Vibrary is where you can go to check out all the programs that I've had, and that is T-H-E-V-I-B-E-R-A-R-Y. And you can listen to the archives from the interviews that I've had with various psychics and healers who have been on the Psychic Inside show. And then on this show, we talk about everything. I kind of like to call it a cross between the X-Files and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. So we're out there exploring the mysteries, and we know that the truth is there somewhere. <laughs> so I have a great time on this show because I get to talk about the things that are near and dear to my heart. And tonight I'm super happy because this is one of the sessions that I like to call Card Talk. Um, As many of you know, I love oracle cards and tarot cards and um, uh, read cards using my own psychic gifts and abilities. And one of the things that I am loving is that we are in a time and a place where people are creating some really awesome new decks and tools. Now, if you're not familiar with Tarot and Oracle, we'll get into that here in a little bit. But first, I wanted to introduce you to my guest this evening who is joining me for this chat. I am on tonight with Kristen McDowell of All Things Intuitive, LLC, which is a metaphysical business here in the Atlanta area. Uh, Kristen was on my show on Tuesday and shared with our audience about her journey of how she discovered her psychic gifts and abilities uh, right around the time that her mother transitioned and passed away. It unlocked for her a whole new level of awareness that had previously kind of been unacknowledged and unfelt to a certain degree. And so um, we had a great conversation on Tuesday. Kristen has been up at the big psychic fair, which is Gloria Parker's premier event. It's been going on in Atlanta for nearly 30 years. And Kristen can be found there the first weekend of the month doing Reiki healing 
healing on one day and then doing readings and services for people on Sunday. So, uh, Kristen, welcome to the psyche, excuse me, to the Vibrarian Show tonight. I'm really excited to have you on to talk about your baby, the messages of love, <laughs> Oracle Cars. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Joelle. I'm really glad to be here. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with cards, so oracle cards and tarot cards. Tarot is a system of looking at um, messages that are based on an archetypical story that is kind of told. It's very similar to that of the story of the zodiac and astrologies and personality development. And so what you have are these systems that are, you know, quite old, but they tell like the universal story of a person who sets off on a journey to become all that they could be. Uh, one of the things that we find is a common thread is that a lot of people encounter tarot cards, and at first they think, oh, my gosh, these are not allowed. These are scary. You know, they have different cards like the death card and the devil card, and without some kind of context, those energies can be kind of scary. And I, I hear people say all the time, "Was oh, I don't want to know I'm going to die, you know, because they think of that death card in terms of the literal word, but what you find out as you start to study the symbols and meanings that there is a lot about transformation, not necessarily transformation of your physical body, but in a lot of uh, other ways that we'll be talking about energetically. So tarot is a very specific system that has like an understood story uh, that goes along with it. And what we have nowadays are many artists who are creating their picture version of the stories that are on the traditional cards, which we often hear of as the Rider Waite, which is probably the most famous uh, common version of tarot imagery. Now, oracle cards are a separate thing from tarot in that uh, tarot will only have 78 cards, and they're divided into very uh, strict kind of elements and numbers and images, the major arcana, minor arcana, or arcana, however you say it. I guess it depends if you're from the north or the south. <laughs> but um, in oracle cards, what we have are these any number of cards with any kinds of words or images or combinations thereof based on what messages the artist wants to put out and the guidance that they have received in terms of crafting these cards. So what we are finding, if you go to a metaphysical store, is there has been an uptick in even the last five years of cards, both tarot that have their own kind of more modern interpretation of kind of uh, classical images, and then oracle cards for everything under the sun. So I have been having people on who have been creating cards as systems as a way to access and deliver spiritual messages. And so, Kristen, I'm really excited to have you on because you are one of those people who has created a deck and it is selling like hotcakes on Etsy. I have to say I'm really excited for your success. So Me too. How, in the, <laughs> how in the world did you, you, now you were reading cards already prior to your kind of coming up with this seed idea. Was cards like one of your favorite divination tools? 
Yes. I was reading Angel Tarot, and I still read Angel Tarot, but I found that I wasn't able to get the types of messages that you know, the clients that I had were looking for. You know, it, it's difficult sometimes when somebody's asking you a question about a particular relationship that they're in, and they want some guidance um, to kind of read the energy of a person. And I had a little difficulty using Angel Tarot with that. And I looked around, and the the one that everyone goes to is Doreen Virtue's Romance Angels. <clears throat> Pardon me. But that has been discontinued. So if you see that online now for sale, it's, a, it's up to $300 in some places. A lot of people are selling their cards. And, in, you know, it's a great deck. I think it's fantastic. But I was looking for something different, and I looked for a lot of different cards. The, the goal in the beginning was just to find something to use at the psychic fair and in readings with um, different clients that I have. And I just couldn't find it. I couldn't find what I was looking for. I wanted to have frankly, candid messages. I wanted to have um, twin flame soulmate type cards and past life. And I wanted to have messages that let you know what kind of, (laughs) what you might need to know about a person that you're dating. So I do have, I do have a card about red flags and, and different things like that, but I was unable to find it. And I can't say a whole lot of thought went into it when it actually happened. It just, like a lot of things happen with me, the idea just came in my head. Okay, you can't find it, so why don't you create it? And I looked into that and figured it out, and I created it. It took it took a, several weeks, but um, I just started by writing down a lot of ideas about things that I would want on the cards. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I now, wanted it all. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I wanted it to be something that also was uh, LGBT friendly. And I'm married mm-hmm. and, and have a child, but I also found that in looking at a lot of romance decks, they don't serve in my opinion, they don't they don't serve a lot of audiences, and I wanted it to have no race, no color, no gender, and to fit any type of relationship. So I was very um, specific with not using any types of pictures of people mm-hmm. in the cards, and that is because I wanted it to work for any type of connection between any people. Right. I, you and I talked about the whole deck um, deck in terms of relatability uh, a couple of months ago because, um, well, for those of you who are not familiar, Doreen Virtue it really probably is the most prolific of creators of cards. I, I mean, at our local metaphysical store, Phoenix and Dragon here in Atlanta, she has her own end cap on a bookshelf because <laughs> they needed just basically to dedicate that space to her. I think at her peak, it might have been 50 or 60 decks. Um, so uh, of course, decks. what you would 
<laughs> so many decks. Of course, you would find there, you know, the, if you're in tarot, you know, you would have like the angel tarot, which you've used. Um, we've got the unicorn tarot, the fairy tarot, the dolphin tarot. You know, it's it's subject so that the art on the cards kind of speaks to the niche that you're kind of uh, have an affinity for, but it's still very uh, much based on the 78-card system of tarot um, knowledge. Now, you said that you really like the angel uh, representation that Doreen did because uh, I think you said that it felt softer to you in terms of when you were looking to begin reading for yourself and for others. Yes. When I first started reading cards, I I was one of the people who was a bit afraid of I call it old school tarot, and <laughs> I probably <laughs> won't resonate with people who read it regularly. But for me, the imagery, it was difficult, and I didn't understand the devil, the devil card. I didn't understand um, so many cards in the deck that that the meanings weren't exactly what was on the card. It doesn't mean that someone is going to die if you pull the death mm-hmm. card. It's it's the end of something. It's a rebirth. And what mm-hmm. I found was that the angel tarot, I used the Radley Valentine angel tarot, who this was actually created with Doreen Virtue at one mm-hmm. point, um, but she removed her name from it. But the messages are gentle. They say the same thing as um, tarot does, as regular tarot, but the messages are on the cards. And they also have a lot of great images that um, Mm -hmm. symbolism that you can really dig into. I love doing that when I'm reading because there's numbers and the numbers have significance. There's zodiac signs, all kinds of things like dogs being a sign of um, unconditional love and 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 support from, Mm -hmm. from, yeah, and loyalty from people around you or, and it can be animals as well. But I really enjoy that. But for for romance readings, I just I wanted to do something a little different. Yes, I I was one of those that you know the um, many of them then oracle cards. Um, I think well, I think maybe in the last five years is when a lot of like the Doreen decks started having more diverse looking people or they all tend to be kind of like a cartoony or a soft animation looking graphic on many of these cards. They're not necessarily picked pictures. They're definitely artistic, and there are some beautiful artists who are doing the work, but they very much seemed, uh, you know, pardon my French, but they were lily white up to a certain point. So as a woman (laughs) of color, it was very challenging for me because it was like, well, the images of angels were always pure white, and it's like, okay, we we got to move away into saying that we can find divinity in the features that look like ourselves. And also, in addition to that, it was kind of more of a Christian-centric with the angels. But again, now that we're hitting this diverse explosion of people who are bringing stuff forward, we have different kind of 
like from Buddhist or I've seen a Hawaiian tarot based on using the images and the folklore that would speak to them culturally. So there's absolutely been an expansion of the way the images are uh, presented, and I'm very grateful for that. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not one that's going to go by the cat meow tarot, but if you're a person who <laughs> loves cats, you know, I'm saying that facetiously, but I mean, if you really want to find a, a cat-based tarot system, you absolutely can find the story of tarots told in cat imagery. Now, oracle <laughs> cards, that's just, uh, you get everything from A to Z. And I know for some people, you know, when I first approached learning tarot, it was very much an academic exercise in that I studied and read books about what the story, it's kind of like reading mythology and understanding, you know, Jason and the Golden Fleece or, uh, you know, some of the, the things that we learned in high school and college in terms of myths and gods and goddesses and the story of Sisyphus rolling the ball up the hill. You know, it's that kind of larger stories that teach life lessons. So in one sense, you can read cards without necessarily considering yourself a psychic because you're understanding the, the context of the story and you're applying that story then or offering that story to the people who sit across from you to receive guidance. But uh, I found that over time, I was moving away from book interpretations and my own psychic senses, such as clairvoyance, seeing a different way that that particular energy could be expressed and then saying that those words to that person or hearing something in my clairaudience through my ear so that my utilization of tarot began to be expanded. And now what I'm finding is like your oracle cards, they don't have any image prompts at all. It is just very much a word which, or two or a sentence, which has allowed me to step back more into a definite psychic knowing of what I am relating rather than using uh, the symbology that is being presented uh, to me to use these as an instrument, and I find that very, very enjoyable. It's kind of stretching and helping me grow more comfortable in really trusting the guidance that I'm giving uh, at that time rather than overthinking or stepping back into thinking to say, well, wait, a dove means peace. and re-, You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Exactly. I'm glad that Security you of did too. all the other things. Yeah, yeah, but I'm glad that these are very much the nuts and bolts of energy. And now these cards, you have 44, are there 44 cards, right? Yes. I I actually started out with 33. I I wasn't selling them at that point, but I I just came up with 33 as the the sacred holy trinity and Mm-hmm. Honestly, it it just wasn't enough in terms of shuffling and handling. It just didn't feel like enough for me, and I think I was a little tapped out on the messages when I when I did the first deck. And the first one really mm-hmm. was it was for me, and just to kind of see how you know how people would respond to it. I made I didn't make very many, and then I ended up just diving in on a weekend, adding 10 more cards. And 
I've actually changed the decks a few times um, when I've ordered them just to change things around a little bit. Not a whole lot, just maybe a word here and there, some differences. There's some minor differences. But one other mm-hmm. thing that I is um, that I like about this particular deck is that it works well with tarot as a clarifying mm-hmm. card for different mm-hmm. things. And I use them all the time for clarifiers when I'm doing readings with people um, for just general questions. And, and the cards are not just for romance. If you know, mm-hmm. there are other messages about finances in there and messages about children, all types of messages. And I've found so many times that the messages just have to do with day-to-day things. I've asked messages about my own life. How about the timing on this? And I'll pull too soon. Give yourself time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. They work for all kinds of things. And I, have to I, laugh I really because, didn't uh... intend them that way because <laughs> I didn't intend them that way, but they do. So there's some hidden surprises well, I had to in laugh there for me. Because... Well, I had to laugh because when I got my deck and I, you know, uh, hadn't opened it yet because I was waiting until I could get clear to, you know, go ahead and do some dedication with the deck. And then I wanted to do a card review and reading. But as I turned the card over, of course, they're in alphabetical order, I think. So the card was said, wait. <laughs> and so every time I would go to look at it, I was like, wait. And I said, well, at some point, I can't wait. I'm going to have to go ahead and open this deck. But I would giggle to myself every time I would flip it over because it's like, not yet, not yet. Just wait. The <laughs> time is not quite right. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people have had that experience. <laughs> I never thought about that. They're getting the deck and opening it and says, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> <Not today. laughs> right. Maybe, they need to maybe put something after wait, the W. You know, <laughs> definitely wait. Consecrate me first. And I, I think that's really important you know, that you mentioned that it's important to really connect with your deck and with any deck and consecrate it. And what I, what I do with mine is I just look at every card. I handle them. I I clear my head before I do it and set the intention that the cards will always be used for the best and highest good in all readings. Mm -hmm. And I, Mm -hmm. I wrap them in a weaving that my son made for me in an art class. And I, I just Mm -hmm. keep them in there all the time and they don't have Mm -hmm. a guidebook because of that intuition us using our intuition when we use them. And that, that's really why I didn't make a guidebook because Mm -hmm. they can mean so many different things. Right. Now, um, you also actually are a Reiki practitioner, and so you are using Reiki with, uh, to infuse the, each deck that you're preparing for people. Is that correct? Yes, yes. What I do is just put my hands over the cards. Uh, a lot of times I'll, I'll hold them and just use the, the Reiki symbols, the power symbol, and all the different symbols and and just infuse them with love and light and set the intention that that they'll be used for uh, the best and highest good of everyone and that they will help people in uh, receiving the messages that are divinely guided and intended for them. Mm-hmm. But yes, I think it's important if if you have that ability. It's it's just 
something that I felt it was again another idea that just kind of came to me that I thought it would be special to to do that for people to infuse them with that love. Well, I appreciated it when I got my deck, so thank you, you know. You're um, welcome. So as you sitting there, you, you said you were just kind of, it came from your knowing or your clear cognizance. And aren't you a fire sign? I am. I'm a Leo. Yeah. And I have okay, an Aries sorry. moon and, a, and I'm a Scorpio <laughs> rising. I know that's not fire, but a lot of water, fire, a lot of strong emotions. Well, you're, the, you said that you didn't do a lot of thinking about it. You looked at Dex, and then one day you just kind of sat down. So I felt like that was like your fire sign. Well, I'll just do it, you know, kind of. Just uh, do it. <laughs> rather than making lists and cross-checking it twice at like a Virgo or a Capricorn, you were like, well, I'm just about to do it, you know. Uh, you didn't even say about to. You just did it. So as you're sitting with that, do you feel that, would you call that you channeled the guidance for the cards? Definitely, definitely. Now, there was some list making because making a deck with 33 or 44 cards is its something that takes quite a bit of time. And that's something I would just, if anybody is guided to create a deck, they probably would benefit from some sort of an outline. And what I did was, as things came to me, I knew I wanted to do it. I had certain cards already in my head that I knew I wanted to put in the deck but then I would hear something in a reading online or hear something at the psychic fair and I I would think yeah that belongs in the deck and that that's the difference Mm -hmm. between this deck and a lot of other decks because it has it has some pretty direct messages in it but what I tried to Mm -hmm. do with those was to be candid but not abrasive and you know one of them is strictly sexual and it says you know mm-hmm. this relationship is it's passionate but it's not enduring and mm-hmm. i just thought that that would be helpful for people who may think you know a particular person might be the love of my life and mm-hmm. maybe not you know we all have free will mm-hmm. we all things can change people can change but I wanted and and felt very strongly about putting those pointed messages in there as well. So it's it's a little bit of everything, and some it's of those might be the a modern, tough to hear. Yeah, well, it's more exactly. it's a deck for the modern time that we're in. We're not necessarily uh, cloaking things in uh, vague references, and and you know, like the a lot of the the older decks have kind of like that. I think about the the romance novels of the 80s with the whole kind of pirate and fair maiden kind yes. of energy yes. to them, you know, where it's like, well, we're not going to, we'll call it passion and not sex, but you, you dove right in with, nope, this is, this is what it is, you know. Um, <laughs> no, we have true love in there, too. There's, there's some sweet messages as well. But and marriage is. candid ones. <laughs> Now, once you, um, I guess I say an Ursi would have made sure they had the whole business plan and the idea together before <laughs> they would have even started on the list. But you went from a very creative place in your sacral chakra. So after you've got kind of yourself uh, the content down. What you sat down at the computer and said, okay, now did you have experience in any kind of graphic design? 
as you I sat did, down actually. to then I, I was, create. Okay. I was a journalist for 20 years, and I've I've been a writer, I've been an editor, and I also managed uh, breaking news uh, newspaper site. And I learned how to crop pictures and color correct and and photo edit. So those skills were very helpful in determining how things were going to look. And that was really important with the imagery that I picked because I wanted to have room for the message and put the actual photograph at the bottom and have that be consistent across all cards. But Having mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say I'm a graphic designer, but I know my way around posting images to a website and, and did a lot of that work over the years. And it really mm-hmm. helped. I didn't have to have somebody help me with that part of it. I did it all myself. Did you have any special software on your computer that assisted you? Um, well, I looked around for a platform, and I, I really wanted these cards to last, and that is why they're they're high quality cards mm-hmm. that are glossy. And yeah, you know, some people may not resonate with that glossiness, uh, but I, to me, it was very important that these cards weren't going to fall apart ten years right. from now. I. I don't know. It remains to be seen how they'll do in ten years, but I, they're very, they're very durable and sturdy, and yeah. that was my intention. They're also kind of slippery, so you know, mm-hmm. I, they, I think they that's, slide. that's funny too. They when they slide out, they slide the right message. So as we right. both seen, sometimes you need to wait. But you know, I did have um, <laughs> one piece of feedback about that that they slipped out of someone's hands. So. I thought a little bit about that, that I might want to do a different stock, but overall, I just, I feel like the quality is the most important and I I want them to last. I don't want them to fall apart and Mm -hmm. have somebody have to get another deck. So that, that is um, something that I had to go looking for. There are a lot of platforms and believe it or not, there's plenty of platforms for making cards but um, a lot of the facilities that make them are overseas. And these cards are okay. printed in China and shipped back. So they take a, uh, probably about 10 to 12 days before they're ready. But okay. they have a software that you can create the cards right in their interface. Okay. And then I use okay. Photoshop and I pick the, um, the, one of the fonts that is in the system. And I just wanted it to have a romantic look and just mm-hmm. something elegant. And, you know, my my particular style with these is simple and elegant. It is, yes, I agree. Uh, on the Thank back you. you have a, a green, uh, do, you, do you know what plant this is on, that you chose? It, it, my image? intention really, it, it was... It was an image that I liked when I was looking for art, but it's more about plants. It's more about um, the meaning of of plants and flowers than it is any particular plant or flower. It's it's beauty that needs to be cared for to grow, and we need to take care of the the seeds 
if we want something to grow, we have to plant the seeds. We have to water them and take care of the plant. Otherwise, you know, they can die. And the the imagery is is more about that than anything in particular. I I love mm-hmm. the color pink. It's always resonated with me, and I knew I knew what color I wanted um, in terms of the art for the interior of the cards. But I just mm-hmm. I have always enjoyed plants and just taking care of them. I have a lot of house plants and I used to grow roses. Have a I had a rose garden in Florida for a while and I mm-hmm. enjoyed that. But you have to water it, take care of it, fertilize it. And that's very similar to a relationship of any kind. Mm-hmm. You've got to feed mm-hmm. it or it's going to die. That sounds awful. Well, <laughs> no, no, it's my... true. It's you got to take care true. of it. So, so get the guy <laughs> and you can't and rush what the you grow. Need to do and don't rush it. Yes. Yeah. So it's, you can't pull and it I up enjoy, out of the ground. Yeah. And I enjoy being out in nature too because that's where I get a lot of my best ideas through meditation and mm-hmm. just meditating with headphones on walking around the neighborhood. That that helps me. I get mm-hmm. a lot of ideas that way. Mhm. Well, when I saw, I guess, uh, well, the tree symbolism always speaks to me, and I've incorporated that into my logo for the vibrary, which is very much about all of us are basically an access point to the tree of knowledge and life that is contained within us, and that as we are blossoming and sharing our gifts with the world, you know, I'm all about supporting that. So that's um, when I saw them, I'm like, oh, of course the vibrant in me wants to go do the reference to look it up because in the last probably six weeks I came across this beautiful deck that was the um, angel tree oracle or something like that it's out of print now so I need to find one but it had the most beautiful um, messages about you know like willow tree I mean it was probably 50 or 60 trees that were in this particular oh, book. Awesome. And so There's I'm so like, now I'm like, I got to go there. find this, <laughs> find this yes, to see. So, uh, yeah, so spirit speaks to us in so many ways. But the beautiful part on the back, of course, the pink is quite uh, beautiful and it's soft and loving. So that's very, uh, very aligned with the whole uh, romance and love centric uh, messages and it's so interesting because I say love centric but it really like as you said it really does branch out into being able to be used not necessarily in the literal dating and mating sense (laughs) you know Um, so I like the versatility of this particular uh, deck and I'm really excited I was like the first person I think you gave a reading to yes. at the Blue Barn <laughs> I was and you're like it. I made a Oracle deck I'm like what oh how cool and you're like here and then like the two cards that I came out I was like oh on all you guys. <laughs> I was, like, I, I was you know, let me make sure this works <laughs> that was fun I, I was really excited oh, yeah, about they it did. That I was like yes absolutely it worked it was, it was like, uh, why are you doubting? Yes, I got the message loud and clear. Thank you, Spirit. Now, um, 
you use the interface for uh, one of the publishers. So you had done your homework and you looked to find a, a vendor who could do that. Um, one thing that I have noticed is that people, and I'm a librarian by nature, you know, that's my profession in the 3D world. So copyright and image usage rights are actually very, very important. And I think that a lot yeah. of people who begin to embark on uh, creating decks don't realize that even the font that you were to select, say you selected a font that was not provided by the publisher system, you have to make sure that you have rights for commercial use. It's one thing to use things like for personal, um, like or you know, say to make a quick graphic or uh, something that you're using. But if you are selling something that then contains a, a font that has been uh, licensed, uh, that has a licensing system, you have to purchase a license for that. And for any images that you use, you have to either use stock photos, which Shutterstock, I think, is the granddaddy of um, sites for being able to find art, but you quickly can accrue a high tab if you're looking at creating, say, a 50-card or 70-card deck and you want to look for, you know, images of a sunflower. It's not just so easy as Googling sunflower um, because what you happens know. is the publishers push back and say, you need to let us know because we're not going to be legally responsible should there be a claim against you for infringing on someone's photo, picture, clip art, font, any of those things. Did you encounter that kind of validation process as you were working with the publisher to create your cards? Um, that is That was covered with the publisher that I went with, but I also worked with an attorney. And I am going to be actually changing some of the imagery. It's not going to be a whole lot different. I mean, the, everything that I've used, I am allowed to use, and it is copyrighted, and it's it's mm -hmm. in the process of being trademarked right now. But I did speak to an attorney to make sure everything was covered, and I do have experience with trademarking, so that was mm -hmm. invaluable. But I I had a talk with an attorney, and just uh, I don't know, might have been one of the first he's ever worked with who, who had an Oracle deck <laughs> and he was pretty impressed. <laughs> I was trying to explain mm -hmm. to him how every, everybody <laughs> thinks Oracle is the same as tarot and it's, it's, you know, it's a bit different, but I had a, mm -hmm. a long chat and just made sure that all my bases were covered when I started selling. And, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's more than just that. You've got to collect sales tax and you've got to keep records of everything and, and all things intuitive as a company. And these cards right. are are under the company, but mm -hmm. yes, definitely those are things that I would encourage people to look into because you've got to you've got to get that copyrighted, put the copyright on there, and you know you don't want your your baby to be ripped off by somebody else. You have to protect your right. you have to protect your brand and your product. So it's not as easy as just putting together a deck of cards, you have to, as you said, think about those other things. So that would be right. probably the most important thing is just figuring out your art and your font and making sure everything is available for commercial use 
and then figuring out mm-hmm. how you're going to sell it. And I originally thought that I was going to do a pre-sale, but I ended up just taking a chance, ordering 20 decks, and boom, they were just gone. I, I can't right. really keep them in stock. I really I can't keep them in stock. I only have seven left right now, and I have an order mm-hmm. on the way. But it's quite expensive. Now you, well, I'll say it's you expensive. wound up uh, from the publishing side, and then you uh, wound up choosing Etsy as your uh, e-commerce platform at this point, rather than necessarily working through all the shipping and all that stuff. Uh, well, you're still shipping it yourself, but uh, rather than setting up like a personal store, did you choose Etsy because they have such a robust user population uh, yes, for you to be was, able to have traffic? Yes, it it is. It's been a wonderful platform. I have them also for sale on my personal website, but okay. what I'm finding with Etsy is you can sell the handmade things that you make. I also make sage spray in different sizes, mm-hmm. and I do you know, um, rose quartz infused sage spray with pure sage oil and that's something that mm-hmm. is handmade i can sell that on etsy but i have other products that are um i have purchased from vendors and they're they're under our name and that you can't sell on etsy so i have i have a few platforms mm-hmm. to sell products under under the company name but mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it, it's a great <laughs> platform though. Etsy is just amazing. It's it's I very love Etsy. fast. I could spend, yes, it's I could spend too much money on Etsy because <laughs> all the creatives and the artists who are doing things like you and all kinds of things. It's like, oh, look at that beautiful crystal box, and oh, I didn't even know yes. they you know upcycling this and that and the other. But um, I definitely see that it's listed as a top seller when you go to your Etsy store and it comes right up. Um, and what is the, do you have a direct link that you can give for your Etsy store? Does um, it, it's does it all like things Etsy? intuitive co. It's somebody okay. else had the all things intuitive, but I actually own the, own the domain, all things com, and my business is mm-hmm. all things intuitive. Um, but in a couple other places, Facebook, other places, um, some people have grabbed that. So I used All Things mm-hmm. Intuitive Co. is is what okay. it is on Etsy. But when, I've been are so you able thankful to put in and Etsy? grateful for the oh, – I'm sorry, you go ahead. Well, are you able to put in Etsy.com slash All Things Intuitive Co., or do you have to kind of put a middle thing it, to get it to come up? You put it like, All uh, Things Intuitive Co. Okay, excellent. Some of these channels and spaces, you don't always get to just make it behind their main domain. You kind of have to put a little, I think on YouTube, it's like C, then your channel name. But I'm glad that it is. Um, so Etsy.com slash All Things Intuitive Co. Also on Let Instagram. Let me go you, just you, to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let me well, you're also on Instagram. Um, yes. And it's All and things, all things Intuitive. intuitive. Yes, and you it's can tell it's the right one. Shop all things Intuitive Co. So there's a shop in there. Oh, okay, and that's the standard okay. convention for Etsy. 
Okay, I wondered. I wasn't sure what it was. Um, and you, they can follow you on Instagram as well at All Things Intuitive. And you do you post positive memes and a guidance. I love and memes. You do readings <laughs> and stuff. I do too. Now, uh, some people have been using your deck already who have robust YouTube audiences. Could you share a little bit about what that's like and who's using your cards that you know of? Angela with Mystic Moon is using them, and I just, that was another idea that came to me. I really enjoyed her readings, her soul connection readings. I love her style. I, you know, I know her now, and just talking with her regarding the deck and just, you know, her her using it, and I, I had the idea. I, I just felt called to send her a deck, and I didn't know her, and I just sent her a deck and she really liked it and she's used it several times in her readings and she has so many subscribers she's got probably 60,000 subscribers and mm-hmm. she uh, she's just so kind she puts a link in there to the shop and people are just a lot of people have found it that way she's the you know the single biggest reason that people have discovered the deck and mm-hmm. she's just amazing. She's such a great reader, and she's just a master with shuffling. I told her she's like a blackjack dealer. <laughs> she's great, and she's very direct. I mean, our our personalities are very similar, so I enjoy. I just really was drawn to her voice and the way that she read, and I've learned mm-hmm. a lot about tarot just listening. She was one of the people that I just listen to a lot because when you're learning tarot, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, tarot or angel tarot, just Mm -hmm. hearing different readers really helps you. Sure. It is, it is Mm -hmm. quite a project learning tarot and Mm -hmm. um, some other people have, have started using them and they let me know and send me links and it's, it's really exciting. I'm, I'm so thankful and I'm, I'm glad they're enjoying the deck. I'm glad that, it's working for the people who are getting readings. Mm-hmm. I think a Pisces intuition on yes. um, Instagram, I saw one of her Insta lives uh, that was using your cards uh, on IGTV. She's, she's wonderful. <laughs> yes, it's really nice. I'm just, I'm so thankful. I've gotten so many great reviews and, and, the feedback that I've gotten has just been great. And the only mm-hmm. piece of feedback that, that I had to think about was the glossiness of the cards, but that it's deliberate. And that's mm-hmm. just something that, you know, I, I don't think it would be wise for me to make uh, another deck without, I just, you know, want the quality to, I want the product to last a long time. I like them. I'm not a shuffler that does the hold it in your palm and then uh, drop cards on each other. Um, I'm, you know, the way that I receive, I just shuffle as in like cards I cut, shuffle, so I'm very specific. And I know a lot of people are waiting for the card to fly out or flip over, but everybody has a kind of different way of doing, uh, connecting with the cards and receiving the messages. So the slickness doesn't bother me. I like the fact that they're coded because, again, if I use different uh, like sage sprays or I might 
might yes, have uh, handle some Florida water, and I don't have to worry about the cards getting uh, messed up or anything as part of that. So I do appreciate that. Now, I wanted to let you know we do have callers who've been listening online. If anyone is interested in having a reading, just hit the pound one key because we are going to pull cards here as we wind up the show for the evening. So I thank everybody who's been listening, and we do have a caller who's on the line. So, uh, you know, Chris, will bring them on and see what messages of love you have from your deck and I have my deck here as well. I've been kind yeah. of holding it and praying over them and, you know, shuffling as we've been talking. So we're going to have a little fun for the last few minutes. And, again, this has been uh, my conversation with the creator of the Messages of Love Oracle cards, Kristen McDowell, of All Things Intuitive. I've been so much having a great conversation with you, Chris. So, okay, we've got – Caller ending in 0787, you are on the Vibrarian Show with Chris and Joelle. Who are we speaking with? Dr. Tracy J. Oh, Dr. Tracy. Hi, so, Tracy. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm good. so How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank Dr. You so Tracy. Much for <laughs> Dr. Tracy is another alumnus. <laughs> of the psychic fair up in Roswell and you are actually my first card creator interview on the on uh the Vibrarian show a couple months ago we were talking about awesome. your air your an- angelic cards and so I love the fact that uh I'm in a community of people who are doing such awesome things and Dr. Tracy I'm so glad you were able to call in tonight so uh Chris are you ready to connect did you have any specific question dr tracy or <laughs> no my heart is open to receive <laughs> okay all right okay i'm just going to pull just a, a general energy just a, a message of love for you thank gonna you shuffle. you're welcome thank you just going to shuffle Oh, <laughs> we have obsession. Oh. We have obsession. Someone in this connection mm-hmm. is gripped by obsessive thoughts. Mm-hmm. What I'm feeling, what I'm feeling around this card is there's someone who I'm hearing obsessed with you, and <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that resonates. But, um, well, can I say something, or I waited to the yeah, end because I want to no. interrupt the flow. No, go ahead. You want me to share now? Okay, so that is so sure. funny. We can, we can also pull another card. Yeah, yeah, you go, yeah ahead. go ahead. I want you to finish the whole thing, and then okay. I'll share. Okay, <laughs> let me just pull one more here. Okay. We also have past life connection. So this person mm-hmm. who is obsessed with you is... Your soul remembers this intense connection is what it says on the past life connection card. So you have a very strong bond with somebody, and this person is is thinking about you a lot, um, obsessively. And I'm not feeling that it's in a bad way. I think obsession is a pretty strong word, but it also can mean that somebody is 
you're in their thoughts all the time. And that's, that's what I'm feeling and getting from these two cards. But this is something that was a very passionate, intense connection that spans time and space. It, it was before, but it's also now. And I'm hearing etheric chords are still connecting the two of you. <laughs> that's me laughing. So, so, <laughs> yes, well, wait, let, so me, well, let me tap. Let me tap into because I've been shuffling my cards, and let me just say for our listeners that in my first reading with this deck last week, it's on my YouTube channel, Obsession was one of the cards that came out, and the messages that came through was about, uh, you know, having ruminating thoughts, even if in this mm-hmm. case, you know, Chris, you received that it was from uh, an external person directed at her. In the context of the reading the other day, it was very much like uh, there could be something that you are worrying about or concerned about that's running through a mental track in the mind. Um, and so you can become, we can become fixated on things that are worrisome or that um, are little listicles that we really need to cross off, and uh, instead of actually getting things done on them, we spin our wheels, but we think about it, 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 and so the guidance that kind of came through was to look at um, any particular area where you might be unsettled in your mind or heart space and to try to go ahead and get that train off the track a little bit. So, But that was just like four days ago that that guidance came through as well, and so in terms of the guidance that I'm giving for this evening. Let me just shuffle one more time as well. I love this because it shows how (laughs) versatile these cards are. But let's see what comes out here. Vulnerability. You can be completely open with this person. So that very much echoes what Chris said about not feeling like it was a negative kind of obsession. And the final card that came out here is Twin flames. So I don't oh, know I was giggling. Oh, oh my goodness. Goodness. I'm like so, I'm so, oh no. I am so tired of it. I know we're in the way, and, uh, but I just want to go running and screaming. I saw like, wait, and on the, on the bottom of the deck is obsession. On the bottom of the deck is the card obsession. Yes, I just turned it over. So, so everything that you're saying. <laughs> in terms oh, of spirit oh, connections, past life connections, obsessive wow. thoughts, uh, vulnerability. But it's beautiful because it's saying that you can completely be completely open with this person. I love that card. I've never seen like an energy presented like that, Chris. I think that's a beautiful thing because so much of what we do, we tend to go to get readings as a way to protect ourselves from things that, you know, we want to be forewarned about. So being cautious, not cautioned, but prodded to then be more open than we might have been had we not gotten that guidance. I think that's a real optimistic messaging of the card. So can I say something, please? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. This is so I in, in, intentionally said that I did not want to give any kind of subject or because I just, desired, you know, for whatever spirit uh, would have me 
to know for it to just come because I have a lot going on. So from whatever area I would have been okay with receiving. And today, um, as I've been, you know, working on, I'm, I'm working on a book and I've been going on a journey into my heart and I've set an intention to stay focused and, and just get it done. However, the individual who came up in my reading based on, you know, the obsession <laughs> card and the, the past life, you know, connection or whatever, kept coming up in my heart. Like, it was just like a, like, like a little, like, the, like his spirit kept on, like, tapping me on my shoulder or my heart. Like, hello, <laughs> hello, I'm, I'm, you know, hello, hello. And I just was like, I'm not. Even going to, I'm just going to ignore you right now. You just like a little gnat. Just leave me alone. I'm trying to stay focused. So after a certain point today, I just said, forget it because it's not going away. So I need to just call him. And so I mm. did. And then we got off the phone because he was at work and he said, I'll call you later. And then he called me and I said, well, I was just checking and make sure all is well because you, I can feel you. I kept saying I can mm. feel you. And then he said, I've been thinking about you all day long. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> we can see that. <laughs> so so whenever you pull that card, I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> yes, very and Joelle just now. getting a kick. Joelle's just getting a kick out of it because she just knows oh, how I am giggling. about that. <laughs> and what, what did you well, say, Chris? What did you say? Huh? <laughs> I said it's getting hot in here. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's pretty intense. And I, and well, I want to tell you, I'm not. I'm. I'm. Go ahead. Whatever else you got. What? What? What do you guys say? I was just what? gonna say the energy, the chemistry is just off the charts, and that goes along with the the twin flame dynamic. Joelle can speak to that mm-hmm. um, much better than I can, I'm sure, but. That's that's what I'm getting from this. Even before I knew that 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 card came up, but it does say <laughs> your soul remembers this intense connection, and I'm feeling solar plexus too. But mm-hmm. definitely, very very. And, and then Chris, I can say and vouch for her Reiki work. She is very good at cord uh, cord awareness for one, and then you know cutting and removing the cords that can be certainly removed. Uh, it's in the person's uh, energy to be removed, and there's a variety of reasons sometimes which cords kind of just remain. But uh, that's kind of Chris is really really spot on and discerning when the connections are there and. In my healing with her, she was able to, uh, you know, see that there was a, a cord that was connective that was not unhealthy, and I'm like, well, yes, okay, that's that verifying the twin flame cord that um, is present. And I will say that it is one of those things, if uh, if you're familiar with the twin flame journey of being uh, connected at like an energetic singular kind of energy body between two individuals that can be very distracting 
it can be very worrisome and stressful until you like really begin to understand the nature of the pull, the push and pull between the, it's like trying to run a three-legged race. And if you're not trying like working with the energy, you're falling down all over the place like you would. And, you know, if you were tied in a sack with one leg tied together, you can be falling all over the place and, and it can be quite damaging on a level until you learn to manage it. And I think it's interesting that you said it. You finally just said, look, let me go ahead and call in 3D because I'm getting mm. this interruption constantly coming through. And um, so you, you acknowledged it and like, okay, well, let me go see what this is about. And then it was validated for you that, yes, this person was tapping on your shoulder etherically like, hey, 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 <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, it can be very distracting, but as you see, you can actually manage it and you don't have to necessarily be radical and people People like, I need to cut this cord, and, you know, it's really something you need to learn to live with, and uh, it's like somebody sending smoke signals, and once you realize what the smoke signal is, then you can respond and go ahead and see if there's a fire behind the smoke or what's really going on, so I, I think that the vulnerability, you know, um, and also, you, you know, your cards are about dealing with the blocks to love in the heart, the 12 layers of love. And so, you know, vulnerability is one of the key things in any relationship is people have wounds and people have trust issues and have learned to deal with reservations to in order to protect oneself. And we do that as countrymen, as co-workers, you know, we're always looking to protect ourselves from the other, but really we're called to say all of us are one. We are all human beings and when it comes down to it, a child is a child, an elder person is an elder person, regardless of their race, creed, color, country of origin. So vulnerability in order to have positive relationships instead of stressful relationships is super important. And I think that there is a beautiful message in saying that, you know, I'm going to trust that this connection is okay. I'm going to open my heart to receive, as you said right before we started the reading, um, and that all of us, if we want to come in more harmonious relationships, can look to have we can open our hearts more to those outside of us. You know, that's what I love about this deck. It's not just romance-centric. It's about relating to self and to others, you know. So that was the download I just got. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So, Dr. Yeah, Tracy, yeah, did you have... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, well, I'm just uh, you know... Joel knows, um, one, you know, when you talk about the etheric cords, uh, trust me, I have, you know, my two uh, archangels because, you know, I work with doing the um, angel readings and Archangel Michael and Archangel Metatron. I have called on them so many times to cut cords, you know, surrounding this particular connection and I guess they probably was like, okay, we're about turning you action for the cords to be cut because that's not happening. Um, not the, the cord that is connected that is um, in regards to the twin flame uh, connection that we have. So I am aware of those, um, you know, being 
uh, praying for the cords to be cut that's unhealthy or that's draining or not um, serving me. And so Mm -hmm. um, I thank you so much, um, Chris, for your beautiful cards and your willingness to use your gift to share um, information with me that I'm going to be honest with you that I didn't want to (laughs) hear. I said my heart is open to receive. I receive. You know, I didn't say I was going to receive it in, you know, in love and grace. <laughs> I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised when that popped out. But they, they, well, are, you, they are candid. They are. Yes, and sometimes you got to chew and digest the food, you know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, that's the whole thing of doing work with yourself um, is that we are works in progress. So our shifts and and the things and the messages that we get don't happen instantaneously. And I think sometimes people think, I'm going to do an oracle reading and then it's all going to make sense and then it won't be a problem anymore, you know. And that's not necessarily what is the process, although it can be very lightning bolt kind of transformation in some cases. But to do work on a constant basis, I absolutely agree that I think people, everyone should own at least one or two Oracle decks for yourself because you have it within you to make the connection with the guidance that you need from your own team. We don't always have to outsource our connections through, you know, having readings with other people. And decks like this um, and, you know, Tracy's cards, these are so affordable. And it's something that you can have at home to make part of your own personal work that you're doing. And, Chris, you read for yourself. Uh, regularly, right? I always, yeah, every day I do, and all types of decisions that I'm making. I, I, but I have a lot of decks. I don't just read my own. I have, I would <laughs> right. call myself a, a kind of a, a deck junkie. I, I, I <laughs> me really too. Know. I, it I takes really one to know one, Joelle. You and Joelle, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're somewhere. Yeah, we need to have meetings. <laughs> I need like a, I need a Dex, Dex Anonymous Club. I have like fifteen or sixteen decks, and oh, there's Lord. different ones that I use for different things. But you know, the Angel Tarot is, is probably the one I use the most, and I use Colette Baron Reed's Wisdom of the Oracle. Mm-hmm. I call that. I like that. I call the Oracle. One I call too. that the You Can't Handle the Truth deck. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. That one is. That one is very candid. But it's great messages, a lot of beautiful imagery. But I'm so glad it resonated for you. And uh, it was nice to kind of tag team on that and and come up with the same thing. I think it was beautiful. I I love you guys. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I have to go, ladies. (laughs) Yes, thank you, Dr. Tracy. Thank you so much. I have another call to get on. Yes, I appreciate both of you, ladies. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Okay. Love and light to you. you. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. We've got a couple other people uh, on the queue here that will be able to get in for a reading before we close this evening. Caller ending in 8164. You are on the Vibrarian Show. Who am I speaking with? Hey, this is Monica. How are you? Enjoying my hey, Monica. 
Hi, Monica. Oh, yeah. Monica is one of my good friends, and she is the number one supporter of this show. She's always there on the phone line, sometimes moderating and chiming in on the conversation. So, Monica, would you like to see what the messages of love Oracle have for you tonight? Yes, and I'm nervous. Okay, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Like, okay, wait a minute. Don't shut me all out in the street exposed. So, but I'm ready. Okay. Do you have a particular question? Um, no. I'm I'm open just like the other caller. Just whatever you whatever comes up. All right. We'll just uh, I'll just pull some cards and see what we get. And maybe Joelle, you can jump in as well. Okay, we have wait. The timing is not quite right. What I'm feeling with this is it's something to do with a career, some type of a a career, not necessarily a career mover, but something to do with your career. There's maybe something you're contemplating, not sure where to go with it, or or maybe I'm hearing when to launch, something like that. Does that resonate wow. with you? Yeah. I'm hearing yes. a creative creative project as well, but it's it's. Yes. Let me pull another one. I'm just feeling I'm feeling called to pull something else to go along with that. Oh boy. <laughs> Joelle, guess what I just pulled. <laughs> I just pulled oh, oh, boy. We're heading in another direction here, or maybe this person has something to do with uh, the timing. So I pulled Twin Flame, and and the timing is not quite right. Are you in a in some sort of a um, business, having some sort of a business relationship with another person? No, not yet. Actually, I'm a okay. student in a master's program for digital communication, and the launching okay. part is me uh, launching my well, rebranding myself in a digital platform. So, and there's a couple projects that I have in mind that I'm looking at, but it's also it's just a a come a coming out for me out of. Um, mm-hmm. Some dark times. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm actually wow. not surprised okay, about the twin mm-hmm. flame be coming okay. in because I never thought uh, I didn't think mine they, was, was here. Yeah, I didn't think mine was here. I was like, okay, I must have missed it. So <laughs> to hear twin flames, well, I'm like, whoa. Well, That's really I can say, because I know, Monica, already that I'm not surprised about that. And one thing people need to understand, if you have gone through some difficult times that have been very challenging to, like, broke you down to your most fundamental bits and pieces, like Humpty Dumpty, mm-hmm. part of putting yourself back together again is part of the journey mm-hmm. into unconditional yeah. love of yourself. It's unconditional love of self, not necessarily of another person. And a lot of people kind of get the whole 
twin flame romantic part a little uh, confused or they kind of switch the importance Mm -hmm. of certain things. But you are looking at how you are like doing what has been in your soul to do for many years in terms of bringing your artistic projects and your writing gifts and all of those creative parts into the forefront. And you have been very diligent over the last decade about like really, as you talked about, Chris, nurturing the seeds that you have. This has been a long time nurturing for Monica. And so I'm just really not surprised that uh, part of that is, is the mission of embodying unconditional love in her own life and activating to a twin flame kind of beloved experience. I'm not surprised at all about that. <laughs> She's well, like the epitome of a seed to sprout. <laughs> what, what I'm also getting here is that the twin flame connection, that, as you just mentioned, is it's really something that can break you apart, break you open so that you can bring in the abundance or the abundance can come in um, not necessarily financial abundance but all the things that are meant for you in your life come after this this twin flame awakening and that's that's what I'm getting here it's that connection mm-hmm. breaks you wide open so that you're ready for what's next you're healing what needs to be healed I'm going to pull one more card too see what mm-hmm. other guidance I'd like to get a little bit more guidance for you yeah, okay. And okay. It was, it's been a rough day, so you know this okay. is really kind now, of this, uh, this is this is going to speak to that. I just pulled rejection, and what this says is rejection, mm-hmm. and it says the re- this rejection is actually divine protection. So sometimes it can mean that you have to reject another person for the best, um, the best and highest good of you both. It can also mean that something is not working out the way that you want it to. But it's, it's meant to happen that way because, as it says here, the timing is not quite right. So if you're having a difficult mm-hmm. day, you're being protected divinely. That's what I'm getting with this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as I was shuffling and turned the deck over to the bottom, finances, financial challenges mm. are affecting this relationship. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, one of the things yeah. of rebuilding yourself from the ground up uh, or, you know, stabilizing yourself is our root chakra. That deals with Mm -hmm. our safety and security, our most fundamental needs. So a lot of times when you go through a transformation process, especially a deeply intense one, you can find your financial flow is disrupted and uh, you have to kind of then, you know, launching a new business, like Chris said, with even doing these cards, It's not cheap to create an Oracle card deck. It's not cheap to build a brand and to create websites and to put your portfolios and things out there. And so those kind of financial considerations as you struggle to replant yourself in new soil, it can be very challenging. And quite frankly, that's one of the number one reasons why people don't necessarily pursue passions is because they're trying to be more like responsible adults and not just, you know, uh, 
there's a mm-hmm. big fear thing about financial stability when it comes to changing what you do as a profession, where you live, mm-hmm. uh, how you're manifesting in the world. So certainly we have to get our root chakra right before we can even begin to feel like dating or having something going on in our uh, emotional sense. And, and we've got to have the finances to bring certain creative things forward. So uh, I think this finances card is uh, something we all can relate to. Well, I was just shuffling and, you know, just holding on to the cards, and I just had another card fall out. And it says, put away the computer. It says, put away the computer. And it says, working less and having more fun will strengthen your relationship. Mm. This can Mm. also be, what I'm feeling is you need to take time for you. The weight mm-hmm. is the, the timing, and it, the wording is very specific and deliberate. The timing is not quite right. It's going to be right. It's just not quite right at this moment, and it's time to take a break because you're you're being divinely protected from something that is the timing is just off, and it's time to take mm-hmm. care of you for a bit to have some type of a break and. Just have and have some fun. Just take time, even though it's you said it's been a difficult day, but take some time to have some fun and just um, tomorrow's going to come and it'll be a better day and and there'll be a time where the timing is right and your the abundance will come in because you've been through that mm-hmm. that dark night with your mm-hmm. twin flame connection and and the the good times are on the way. But you've got yeah, to keep time. getting that. Take some the time timing, for you. The timing is off. Yeah, I've, and it's like, okay, you know how you get to a point where you're like, okay, I know, I understand the whole point of the timing being off, but it's been off for so long. You're like, ugh, what do mm. I need to, to, you know, not so much as recalculate, but, you know, it's almost like a maintaining that you, that I have been doing with the mindset the timing is off, it's going to fall in place, it's going to fall in place. And things have been moving, no doubt about it, but it's just like that keeps coming up. You know, time, the time's not right, the time's not right, the time's not right. It's like, okay, when? What time are you right? I'm getting detachment, trying to detach Mm -hmm. from the situation and just trying not to think about it. I know that's really difficult, but... I'm getting that when you put away the computer, which to me is is coming through as taking a break, when you take a break, then things will start to flow again. And I think what you said about the rejection is your protection. You know, a lot of times we get discouraged because we think it's not uh, that we're doing something wrong and we get frustrated or we see it as a delay, but if that energy is saying that don't see it that way, understand that, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, seedling has to be sheltered because if it, it's exposed to wind and the elements, it may not survive while it's in its tenderest 
stages, you know, using right. the tree yeah. imagery yeah. that's coming through. So allow it time, you know. Uh, some, what's it take, an olive tree 90 years to grow? A, I mean, a, a, yeah, to grow an olive or something like that. It takes us a really right. long time yeah. for it to bear fruit, I guess, is, so it's coming in. So don't see it, uh, even though we feel rejected and that we're not being successful, you know, that guidance that Chris got about that it's actually protective of you. And maybe that'll help right. you process well, that the, feels, the time better. That puts a soothing on a lot of it, you know, to know that, okay, again, you know I mean? As far as me, it's just watching it spiritually. It's like, okay, there's something that y'all are sheltering me from. Okay, I get it. You know what I mean? But it's within the shelter and finding the calm within the shelter. That I, some, that I think that sometimes you get a little, you know, anxiety and a little mm-hmm. nervous and a little what is going on. And, you know, mm-hmm. I know my guys are fierce about me. So even mm-hmm. to the point where they'll even surprise me. And it's just like, okay, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And, you know, when you've waited so long and, you know, you just don't see things moving in a certain way, you, that's what you do. You keep working, you keep working, you keep working. And it's funny you said put away the computer because, again, I'm a digital communications master student <laughs> now. <laughs> so, and I'm a writer and all this. And it's like, okay, um, you guys sent me down this path. I'm rolling. And now you say, okay, put it down. Okay, now wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm, what do you I'm mean getting, put it down? I'm also getting rose quartz for you. I mean, a lot of times mm. I'll have particular crystals that come through for me to tell people, and I'm just feeling like focusing on the self-love using rose quartz. Is that something you identify with? you like crystals? Do you oh, have rose most quartz? definitely. Okay, do you keep that I with you on you? I don't have a rose quartz. Uh, okay. quartz. I don't think I've ever brought one. You need one. Oh. <laughs> I would we'll take a field trip to Phoenix and Dragon. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're okay. very inexpensive and they're just they're wonderful. That's that's my go to crystal. I, I, keep I have that so on many times. Uh, me too, but I'm I, I traveling. I'm yes. I have a I'm right traveling and I have three rose quartzes with me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pile In my of purse. with the cards. <laughs> but I'm just feeling that one especially for you will help you while you wait um, and help you to to just take care of yourself, just take a break and especially try to have some fun. And again, this card fell out, so it's meant for you to hear that message. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. divine wants you to know it's time to take a break. Okay. Oh, well, Monica, thank you for calling thank you in. So much, I do Monica. have a couple more people to get through, and I will call you about a field trip to Phoenix and Dragon. Yes. So, yes, <laughs> yes, appreciate it. Okay, have a Monica, great night. so much mad love and positive energy. Thank, thank you, you, Monica. You have a great rest right. of your night. Thank you. Okay, we've got two more callers in the queue for readings, and then we will be wrapped up for the night. So I've got, first we're going to get to caller 1296, and then caller 1042, you will be next. So caller 1296, you're on the Vibrarian Show. Who is this? Hello, good evening. It's your cousin Jill. (laughs) 
I know, I know. I had to say it. <laughs> I just love my family and friends, first of all. Aww. They're so supportive. And birds of a feather flock together, so we like the same stuff. <laughs> so it's great to yes, be able to see, see happy faces and, and phone numbers pop up on the call this evening. So, Jill, did you have a question for Chris this evening with these messages of love oracle cards? You know, I don't think I have a specific question either, if that's all right. That's perfectly fine. We'll just take a look, see what comes up, and just get some energy. Okay. (laughs) Two more cards fell out, and one of them says obsession. We have obsession again. This is a popular card tonight. (laughs) Someone in the connection is gripped by obsessive thoughts, and we have also, again, and I swear I shuffled these. You can't. You can't see it on the radio, but I did. We have weight. The timing is not quite right. And I'm I'm not feeling obsession in relation to a person in this. It's just thoughts running through your head. Something that yeah. something that you're wanting to happen and it just can't happen fast enough. And that's just kind of taking you over. Joelle, you want to jump in on this and see what you get? Um, I'm shuffling as well here. Yeah. I just had another one pop out. Actually, I had a couple pop out. I had Mm -hmm. retreats, taking some time alone or in nature to help you recharge, and I have acceptance. Everything happens for a reason. So we're getting these the weight and the acceptance. We've got some of the timing issues. The, The timing is just not quite right. Or some of some of the things that people have going on in their lives right now. I think too, I'm hearing retrogrades. I think the retrogrades have something to do with the timing being off for people for different projects. But we're almost out of that door, so mm. yeah. And the guidance that I have is trust. It is safe mm. to trust in this situation which is a very kind of positive thing as well, because if you've got obsessive thoughts about things, um, you know, and understanding that there's only so much we can control out of uh, our our lives, a lot of times we're kind of going with the flow, which is hard to do. But to me, trust is a very optimistic card that says that, uh, you know, like uh, your best and highest outcome is always unfolding. And so there's uh, not probably as much to worry about. Um, And it also has uh, here and now, your true love Mm. is already part of your life, Mm. which is very interesting because it also came up with soulmate. This person Mm. is your soulmate. And on the bottom of the deck is apology. You can expect the apology you want to hear. Sounds like Mm. we have a lot going on here. And obsession came up again, too. (laughs) You got obsession as well. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I should spray some on at some point. (laughs) All right. Calvin Klein is going to have a big bumper crop lately. Right. (laughs) But, um... That's very interesting. I think that um, 
Like, well, I know we're overdue for a reading, and I think uh, we'll try to connect you also with Chris for a reading uh, to go in because uh, sometimes it's hard to read uh, for people who you know, <laughs> you know, because you gotta have yeah, like right. a context with certain things. But um, uh, so, but it's saying that somebody's already within your awareness and somebody who is a compatible match for you, like a soulmate. And soulmates are also not just romantic partners, right? Uh, right. The way I interpret soulmate, soulmate, like I absolutely know that Jill and I are soulmates. Like we're family yeah. for a reason because she's adopted and I'm adopted. You know what I'm saying? And so there's no biological connection whatsoever between the two of us. And yet we're only like a year apart and us and our other cousin, it's like we were all adopted within a short period of time of each other. And so we came to these families to be family for a reason. So the closeness of our connection is telling us that we are soulmate level uh, people in terms of our tiers of connection. So, you know, I always encourage people to look beyond the romantic sense when you hear soulmate. Because oftentimes yeah. we think of it as like, well, this is my husband of 50 years. We were soulmates. But it really can be like me, like uh, Kristen, you and your mother-in-law uh, who yeah. passed away 10 years ago had that soul-level kind of bond that was not biological, but certainly there was a comfort in that strength of dynamic. So I would, you know, challenge you, Jill, to say that there's definitely – and sometimes – you know, like my ex-husband, I believe he was my soulmate. We learned a lot of lessons with each other, you know, for good and for bad. <laughs> so uh, I yep. thank him all the time at a soul level for the lessons that I learned with him through our marriage dynamic. Um, it wasn't what I expected marriage would be, but I know that I learned and grew a lot from it. And so I'm very thankful for the fact that he came in to be that husband to me and ex-husband to me, and that I came in to be wife and ex-wife now to him because uh, we did do a lot of growing together. So, uh, you know, it can be kind of the challenging, those things that challenge us most are often purposeful connections where that person agreed to be that relationship in our life, you know, um, and all of its kind of negative experience for us if we can see the silver lining of of the situation for sure. But uh, yeah, there's an I apology just... coming. <laughs> well, well, that'll be interesting to see what that is. But I was going to tell you, Joelle, that I've been at um, an eight-day thing, and I'll do this real quickly, for um, people to be trained to train foster parents, but in the Native American way, um, it, with mm. the Native American um, curriculum to that. And one of the things that was interesting to me was that uh, Misty Fraser, who is my um, – She's the executive director of the of the organization I work for now as the assistant director, and she was talking about in the Dakota way that they um, believe that children choose their parents. And she said, I'm not mm. really sure how that works with adoption, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and I said, well, to be <laughs> honest with you, I don't know that I've ever thought about that, but I kind of actually think that you, me, mm -hmm. and Marcy probably chose, you know, we were going to be birthed by – 
one woman, but we were mm-hmm. going to be raised by our parents that we were raised with, Absolutely. right? And that there was some reason Absolutely. for that and that we were meant to come together. So, yeah. I thought that was Absolutely. really interesting. I hadn't really thought about that for sure before. but That is awesome. Well, and it's so interesting because you're getting back to kind of like the indigenous way of viewing life, as you're talking about, like the tribe and Dakota way uh, that acknowledges that there is a choice in the soul energy about even parentage, you know. So I think that those holistic, more holistic ways of viewing ourselves can be very healing for all of us, especially if we're doing inner child work, you know, Chris, as we've been talking about inner child healing, you know, so. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And we went through the medicine wheel model and all sorts of stuff. It was fantastic again. So, And we have the mm-hmm. retreat card here, too, taking time alone or in nature to help you recharge. So hopefully that's something that is, is happening for you that you're able to recharge while you're experiencing that. Yeah, I think so. And I've been thinking about getting out and doing some more walking and finding some place where I'm, I've got some places around me that aren't too far from where I live that I can walk amongst the trees and the, you know, the foliage and our relatives that are um, of the green earth, mother earth, that sort of thing. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I need to do that. Well, one other thing that I wanted to mention is I think that we're we're getting some similarities in these readings because these are also things that are happening in the collective. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are obsessing right now because of all the shifts with, you know, the retrogrades and people are obsessing. Things are kind of on hold. It might not be the mm-hmm. right time for, for things to happen. And I think that's why we're seeing some of these cards pop out multiple times Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we may all have different experiences, but collectively they're, they're similar things that we are all going Mm -hmm. through right now. And I think that that's, that's part of what's going on here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Retrograde is review, reevaluate, reassess, uh, and then release and reclaim i mean anything that's got a re in front of it that's what the mercury yep. is special so you can get communications from past people out of the blue and also with eclipses eclipses especially yes. lunar eclipse helps us Very reveal things time. of a deep yeah deep emotional revelation so you might find yourself thinking about childhood things uh, you know, and realizing, you know what, I, I really am not over this or, you know, maybe this relationship I need to grieve a little bit and being hit with a lot of emotions. So, you know, um, obsession, it, we just have to make sure that we don't get into the unproductive side of our review or thinking about stuff because there's a thin line between processing properly and then get, getting to a place where we're losing sleep and we're anxious and we're carrying concern and we're not letting things actually then go. So um, beautiful. Well, Cousin Jill, I thank you for calling in thank this you, evening. Jill. And that was great. I can't wait to talk with you about your new uh, job at length. <laughs> and, uh, yes, we will do and it soon. I love you. What you're doing. Absolutely. I love you too and love to my 
second cousin, Evan. <laughs> yep. Okay. Love you. Thank you Thanks guys so much. much. Thank you. All right. I'm glad you called. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. So our last caller for this evening is caller ending in 1042. You are on the Vibrarian Show with Chris and Joelle. Who am I speaking with? Hi. How are you? My name is Maria. Hi, Maria. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Thank you very much. I got a question. They promised you my daughter the job. I got a center contract. You know when they're going to get it? I'm going to get it soon. Did, did you say you prom- this is for your brother? No, no, my daughter. For my daughter. They got to get a contract for a job. So they're gonna uh, they get need a, a contractor for a job? Contractor. Okay, yes. so w- what is your question? Are they going to get a contractor? No, no, I don't. Okay. When okay, am I going to get a contractor for work? Oh, okay. when is, when would your uh, daughter oh. be getting a contract for work? Yes. Right, 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 right. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, well, I will pause here to say, if I could interject one second. So Absolutely. a part of my my ethical understanding of doing a reading is that I don't do third-party readings. Um, and I don't know, Chris, you know what your policy is, but generally we accept a question directly about you, but to uh, access another person's kind of spiritual guidance for them, um, it it's just kind of a an area that is almost like a trespassing, if you will. So, do you have a question that's relating to your own personal journey, rather than for her? Yeah. Yes. You see me? You talking to me? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. You, so, you see me? I'm gonna go on vacation as soon. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's better. So you want to know if you've got travel coming up in your future. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. I'm just going to shuffle the cards and see what we get, just a little guidance, see, see some guidance around travel and what might be coming up with that. Okay, <laughs> here we go again. Wait, the timing is not quite right. So, again, I, I think this is... This speaks to the, you know, a lot of what's going on with the collective. This is the third time that that we've pulled this card tonight. might be even more than that, but it's not quite the right time to be traveling. And one thing about the retrograde, especially Mercury retrograde, what we can find is that – we can make simple errors in when we book things that turn out to be a problem later or things come up that we weren't anticipating and we wind up having to renegotiate things that we started during a retrograde cycle. And so we're about, uh, I think this retrograde ends July 31st. Um, And then after that, then we start to see forward progress moving with things where we are, you know, like purchasing cars or making contracts or making plans. They go smoother after the retrograde cycle is over as well. 
Okay. I'm going to pull a card and see what also comes through as sure. well. I'm using the same uh, oracle cards here. Longing. So That's someone cool. wow, is. Joelle. I just <laughs> did you get it card. too? I did. I did. <laughs> I got longing. Someone is. Oh, so what? What messages are you receiving with longing, Chris? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just trying to feel into this. Were you planning on traveling with another person? Yes. A, a friend. Yes. Is it is somebody that you have attraction towards? Uh, no. <laughs> Somebody who's attracted to you, perhaps? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yes, yeah, I think I, so, that's too. Right. That's, what, that's what I'm getting here. But, you know, I had another card that that turned over as well, and it says give yourself some time to heal from a previous relationship. So uh-huh. that's, you know, it seems that... Your their question was related to traveling, but it's there's somebody in your life who who wants to be more than just a friend. Um, but right now the timing is not quite right, and you need some healing. And the additional guard that came out for me is integrity. Does this situation align with your values and morals? So that might uh, then tie into needing to wait so that energies are clearer in order for you to move into a new, fresh situation without, um, you know, encountering any karmic problems, energies of karma, or where you might be, you know, if you're longing to do something and you take a shortcut, then you can regret it later. So I think the guidance here is to not allow the longing part to cause you to make any decisions uh, rashly that might have a negative impact later. Allow for the waiting and healing that energy came through in Chris's portion to happen. And know that everything will happen when it is most rightly aligned especially if you're finding roadblocks to things or impediments, uh, delays and things, is really sometimes we're more impatient and we can allow for them to it, unfold better in the long run. Right, right. Are you giving my subject a lot of sight? Can you what? You're giving my subject a lot of sight. My husband had passed away seven years ago. You're giving um, message. You're talking hmm. to people. Oh, I am not a medium, you know, and, um, well, I, I am, but let's just say, so tonight on the show, we're not necessarily doing mediumship readings. <laughs> uh, we're really just here to spotlight these particular cards and messages of Love Oracle deck. Uh, so, uh, but you can contact uh, Chris at allthingsintuitive.com and myself at thevibrarian.com if you are wanting a more in-depth reading than what we are able to provide over the air. So, 
I do hope that you get to take the trip that you desire. And one thing I will also tell with you is that, you know, what you can do is hold in your energy um, like a vision and feeling of your ideal vacation and trip, like all the right. things that you'll want to experience. Hold that right. in your energy as right. if it's... I want to go in Italy. Oh, well, mm, you feel as if you're so already... You feel as if you're already in Italy instead of feeling the longing to go to Italy, right? So that's one of the the keys of manifesting a match to your energy is that you don't want to feel like the pull, the pull, the pull. You want to actually wake up one day and feel like I'm in Italy today and I'm getting ready to do X, Y, Z and A, B, C. And you hold that feeling of like you're happy day in Italy and then that energy will come back to you rather than holding the the tension of longing because that can also be manifested and you don't want to keep manifesting longing you know what I mean so <laughs> well I thank you for allowing us to read for you, thank you. and and bonjourno or whatever the, <laughs> the right thing is so thank you thank you for calling well, Chris, this has been a wonderful conversation, as always. It was really fun having the reading tag team with you. We'll have to it, it get on really uh, do it again. Yeah, it's neat how the, the cards we both pulled at the same time. And some, of mine, some of mine just kind of fl- flipped around while you were talking, and I was shuffling, uh-huh. and the same cards came out. So. Yeah, I love when that happens. That you said longing. <laughs> <laughs> longing. Hmm. Sometimes there's a big I'm, one in there. <laughs> yeah. I'm always, when I'm reading, like, at the fair and stuff, I know half the time my jaws dropped open as much as the people who are across from me because I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm receiving the guidance just while you're receiving the guidance. So when the cards come out and it's like, oh, my gosh, the same energy comes out in three different decks or two different people, yeah. you know, across the phone lines from each other, it's like, you can't make this stuff up. You really, yes. you really just spirit, can't, so. spirit wants to make sure it's loud and clear. <laughs> yeah, That was great. I had a lot of fun. Well, thank you so much. And as I said, thank if you all you. want to reach out to Chris on Etsy and uh, check out her deck for yourself, I definitely recommend it. And I'm sure that you are going to be having another deck before too long because I can feel it and our conversation yes. and I can feel it energetically. So I know that you will be back on to share with us when that is hot off the presses and ready so I'm excited. I hope I didn't Me too. I hope I didn't out your next creative project, but I had no. to say I was getting messages <laughs> from Spirit that yeah, there's another deck coming. Yes, I, I I do. I just I don't really know what it's gonna be yet, but I'm I'm in the thinking about it stages and I know that the idea will just come. I just wanted to thank everybody who's listening to and everybody who's purchased the cards and I'm just so grateful that they have resonated with people and I, especially the, the wonderful feedback, it just makes my day to hear that someone, the messages are speaking to people. That's what they were designed to do. And mm-hmm. again, this was, this was a, a project with spirit and the cards were mm-hmm. co-created and I'm, I'm just very thankful and thank you for having me on the show. 
Oh, yes, it's been great, and I love the it deck was. myself and uh, use so it uh, for myself and for clients. And I will see you back in Atlanta. And at, if you all want to catch Chris and have a reading with her, you can go uh, to Gloria Parker's Big Psychic Fair, which happens the first weekend of every month up in Roswell at 1035 Green Street in Roswell, Georgia. Um, it's from 10 to 6 on Saturday and 12 to 6 on Sunday. And I anticipate being there myself this month if Gloria's Wonderful. got space for me. It's a really popular place for people to come read, so you got to get your, your slot reserved early because they go fast. And it's an amazing group of people up there. So That's I wonderful. highly recommend if you can visit it, come check us both out. So uh, this has been Chris McDowell of All Things Intuitive, and we've been talking about the messages of Love Oracle Deck. And I'm Joelle, the Vibrarian, here to elevate and enlighten, and certainly I'm feeling pretty empowered right now with these beautiful tool that you've created, Chris. So to Thanks all of so you much. this week, I wish <laughs> I wish everyone that you're just filled so much with so much blessings in your life that they overflow from your arms and spill out to the world around you. The light in me absolutely honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste.